0: Good afternoon and welcome everybody, this would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV, great to be with you, let's go, good to be back. On Twitter it's at J Cameron Show. as always, make sure you jump on board here, like, subscribe and do all the good things. As we get rolling on a Monday and the schedule evens out, there's a lot to talk about, a lot to catch up and a lot to celebrate. This is uh, a welcoming back of football officially as uh, it gets started this week. Wednesday, we'll be at the luncheon. That's a good thing. Coaches talking to the press, practice beginning, and our adventure is underway. Now, it comes at a very interesting time because as we sit here today, no doubt many of you are looking at the news involving Florida State and the rumors that surround the program and what may or may not be talked about come Tuesday or Wednesday, and that's fascinating in and of itself. It would certainly seem to me, let's just jump to it. For those that don't know, uh, there's a lot of chatter on the interwebs about Florida State intending to leave or make an announcement of some kind that they're going to... uh, plan to exit the ACC. And that grew louder over the weekend. Some of the sources of that information are dubious. Some of those sources are a little bit more well-respected and everything in between. What to believe, what not to believe, understandably, is what we're asking ourselves on a day like this. Uh, I think a lot of folks wonder uh, what is real, what's tangible, what's something that is actionable and, and what isn't. I think it is fair through context clues to deduce, Tom, and I haven't talked to you about this just yet. I think Florida State's the source of the information. I don't think there's any question that Florida State wants it out there that they're upset, that they feel, in so many words, defrauded, and that this is untenable. We told you this once before. There hasn't been enough movement on the front of uh, to Florida State's liking, and, and now our intentions uh, are going to be made. Here's what I'll say about it. Somebody has to be the bad guy, and I think Florida State's willing to be the bad guy. And, and and that's what I keep coming back to. I think at some point, you know, Clemson probably feels the exact same way we do, and they're willing to let Florida State take the lead on this. And, you know, look at it a lot of ways, because we can come at it a lot of different ways. Let's say the Big Ten was interested in taking North Carolina and Virginia. and And let's say... Uh, that the SEC wink-wink-nod-nod has told Florida State in the past that maybe there's a home for you if you could ever extradite yourself from this untenable situation. Oh, by the way, we would deny that to the Hilt because we're not going to put ourselves in a position to get sued. However, if you were no longer in that position, just know there's a landing spot. Same for you, Clemson. All right, perhaps that's so. What would Florida State be doing? Well, this would be a clarion call to the Big 12 that perhaps somebody like NC State, Louisville, Georgia Tech, I don't know, Virginia Tech, maybe even Miami. If they're not along for the ride, would be uh, would be worth reaching out to about joining the Big 12 and their new venture and their efforts as they try to grab assets like Arizona State and Arizona. They've already grabbed Colorado. You could see where all of the musical chairs begin and it doesn't really matter if this is 100% true over here and this is sort of true or this isn't true and this is really what's happening, what you want is you want things to reach a critical mass. You want, you want there to be a lot of discussion about those that could potentially house you and help you in your efforts to get out of the ACC, let's say, to have to come to the table and get involved for fear that somebody else is doing the same and you get Leapfrogged, You get, in some way, outmaneuvered. The the fear of allowing, for example, if I were to take this further, if you're the SEC, you might say, well, we don't really need Florida State and we really don't need Clemson. We're already in those markets, even though these days it's about brands and assets and a larger television contract and not so much about cable boxes like it once was. You could say that. But here's your problem. If the Big Ten decides, screw you, we'll take Florida State and Clemson and maybe Miami and maybe North Carolina and Virginia, if all of a sudden that were to happen, the devil's in your backyard and they're coast to coast, and you let it happen. You didn't have to let that happen. You could have grabbed two of those major assets for yourself. Those two programs that I alluded to from the top, Clemson and Florida State, would happily join the SEC as opposed to the Big Ten. They would take that offer tomorrow if they could, if they could. So – do you want to take the chance that all of that maneuvering is happening and you're going to sit idly by because you don't believe some of the rumors or you don't think that it's possible? I don't think you do. I think that this has probably been discussed many times over in back rooms and clandestine ways. And ESPN would have to be involved in these sorts of discussions as well. I mean, imagine if you're ESPN right now and you're deciding, okay, look, the ACC was an asset for us, but you have the two biggest names in the conference saying this will not work. This isn't going to work for us. We don't care that it works for you. Yeah, it makes you money, although we believe you could be making more money if you were to reconfigure, but you're just sitting idly by because in essence you can tell us to pound sand because you think the grant of rights situation is lock solid and therefore we have no avenue with which to maneuver. But we know we're dead in the water every day we sit here. So what do we care? We're going to make as much noise as possible because we're dead either way. Either you make this right And if you don't, fine, we'll get it tangled up in courts, we'll sue you, we'll sue everybody under the sun, and you're going to have to be involved in all of this, Or, or you could be proactive and decide, you know, long term, we're making pennies on the dollar out of the ACC, we could have a stronger SEC with these assets from the ACC and sell off these other pieces, if you will, we'll see if they find a landing spot, however you want to look at it. But we, we, we've we got to act now because they're not going to just sit around and take it. They've decided they're not going to sit around and take it. And it does sound like our chief rivals in this situation, which would be Fox, right, are, you know, probably happy to let the Big Ten operate at this point. So I I find all of it a bit of a jumbled mess. And when you follow some of the paths that have been proposed in articles or Twitter feeds or interviews you kind of you can poke holes in all of it i agree with that you can say well i don't think that would happen because of this and then somebody would counter and say well but then what about this you can do that and it makes it very hard to pin anything down specifically but there's certainly a ton of noise in the system there's no getting around that there is a lot going on behind the scenes that florida states upper brass i think are happy to see play out i think i think that Some of these things, if you go read, for example, uh, I don't know Mountain Sports News. I I don't know who the hell that is.
1: Could have been been created last night.
0: Could have been. A lot of very interesting specifics in that article. I mean, specifics. That URL was purchased with the last name Alford on the Uh, (laughs) card. I mean, if you're going to talk about Things you think may have been leaked, this would be that, right?
1: That's satire, folks.
0: This that, that would be what you're reading here. And some of the things you've heard over the last seven days. Kernels of truths, half-truths, partial truths, things that you're like, oh, yeah, I can see that. Man. That may have happened. That did happen. Well, that didn't happen, but... Well, that's somebody just leaping logic here, but that but that did happen. You know, you can see this.
1: Oh yeah, between the things that are on web pages and then also personal inboxes, personal cell phone calls, personal texts, personal direct messages, you talk about noise. There is a lot of it right now. A lot of it. People that are interested, people that claim they have all the answers, people that claim they have some of the answers. This is wacky season. I'm sure your phone is doing that times ten. But it's uh, every time I open up X, as it's known now. There's a DM or three saying, hey, look out for this. This is true.
0: So if you go back, I remember one time having a conversation with a friend. And I this friend is tuned in, is connected, is a Florida State grad, is somebody that cares deeply about the program. We've often, over the last 20 years, had larger discussions about the future of Florida State football and football in the ACC and where inevitably this is going, and as we were talking, we were talking about what, what are the ways where you think one could argue that Florida State has a, a lawsuit, has a, a legal maneuver to use to get out from under the grant of rights? Because that's what we've been talking about for years now. For a couple of years now, this, this, we keep talking about this. The grant of rights, the grant of rights. Is it lock solid? Is it something that can't be broken? Is it something... You know, going back to Peter Collins and his discussion with Michael Alford on YouTube for everybody to see in the Board of Trustees meeting, we've got to handle. I think that was the quote, right? We've got to handle. Yeah, it was Peter Collins, yeah. Yeah, we got to handle on the grant of rights, which raised an eyebrow. Everybody raised an eyebrow. That immediately elicited reactions from national media types and those that cover the ACC and college football on the whole. It Certainly did for us locally. And then it was examined again. You know, there were other people. I remember talking specifically. I spoke with Andy Staples, who at the time was with The Athletic. He's now with On3 with us. And I I asked him, you know, what do you make of that? That Peter Collins would say that. What do you make of Florida State saying they have a handle on the grant of rights. He's like, I don't know. I have an interview with Michael Alford coming up here in about two weeks. So I'll have to ask him what that meant. Uh, but I do know, having looked at it, this is him talking, having looked at the grant of rights, because it, this thought was like that it was hidden away and nobody could see it. That's not true. You can. And he said, look, I I think there are. there's a case to be made it's just a matter, does somebody want to be the first to do it? Does somebody want to put themselves out there and be in a position to have to spend, potentially, millions of dollars in a, in a legal battle? You want to take this to, to court, understanding that you may lose. So you go to court and you pay all that money for attorneys and everything else that you got to go through in order to, uh, to fight a lawsuit, and it doesn't play out for you in the way that you hoped, you're dead in the water. You've just spent millions of dollars, and you got a big fat no, and you're right back to where you started, only broker. And so this was sort of the, who's going to be the one? And now I've circled back to the conversation I had with my buddy that's tuned in, and he said, look, I wonder if you go back to when this went down. Do you remember the way Swafford talked to the athletic directors and presidents of the member institutions, when he was trying to get everybody to understand, look, we got a network that's going to be built, but they will not build this television network if they don't think that the major players are unified.
1: Yeah, is this grant of rights one in which he promised Notre Dame, or grant of rights two? You know, the extension.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's it's probably grant of rights one because it's around the time.
1: That was twelve or so. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's around it that take. time, right? Yeah, and we were on the air together. Yes, we were getting old. And you wonder if in that moment there was some sort of presentation. Perhaps there was a presentation by ESPN to Swafford and the folks at the ACC about, I don't know, potential
1: revenue projections. It almost sounded like you said ESPN2 made the presentation, no. which would kind of fit ACC versus what ESPN's trying to do. The ACC is the ESPN2 of the, uh, the power relationships that they have. You get where I'm
0: going. If yeah. there were revenue projections that were not met
1: Yeah. Yeah, if if you've got something that's presented in black and white and it is a revenue projection, not estimate, you know, it's just this is this is the chart. Here is the chart. The chart that's gonna make you go, Where do I sign? And you put that in a formal presentation, then perhaps I don't know if that's gonna hold up in court though, if that's the crux of your argument. It might take the ACC well, to a place where you can arrange a settlement. Well, that's all you're trying to do. I don't I think
0: you're necessarily trying to go to court. It's, I what's think the what number? You, yeah, what is the number, guys? You see, we have something that we're falling back on that we will push if we have to. It's not nothing. If you could, if you could argue breach of contract. Argue it. You can argue or that you were misled. That there were bad faith representations. Yeah, yeah. If you're able to do that, Tom, obviously you can take this to court. Now, I'm not an attorney. I don't know really anything about what's possible when it comes to the grant of rights and Florida State's success chances, percentages, If they take this to court, I I don't know. I don't want to pretend like I know that. I I can't know that. Here's
1: one thing that you can know, no matter what attorney you talk to in what field. Anytime you take it to trial, you're rolling the dice. Yeah, You can believe that you have the airtight argument of the century, but if it comes down to a judge's decision or a jury, it doesn't matter that you believe that you have something airtight. You can lose. Unexpected things happen at trial all the time. Now, perhaps that's what Florida State would say if they're saying, you believe you have a great case. Let's uh, let's see over the next three years if you're willing to spend all the money. Or, or, here's scenario B. You know we want out. We know that you're not happy with us right now either. How about you just take this lump sum of
0: cash? You and I have been saying this for a while, that uh, the hope is that once Florida State made it abundantly clear, they have no desire to be here, they have no intent on staying here, that they are going to be exploring every option possible to them. In, in terms of getting out of here, that once the clock starts ticking on that, that there is no mending the fences, that this is over, then perhaps you speed up the timetable by which the ACC comes and says, not unlike you have a big-time free agent in a small market that wants out. I mean, I am I know a lot about this as a Pittsburgh Pirate fan. They're forever having to watch the Garrett Coles and Andrew McCutcheons of the world leave these markets because they can't afford them. And those guys know they can get $200 million, $300 million if they go to the Dodgers or the Yankees or wherever. And now you're screwed and you know it. It's inevitable. And so at some point you come to the table and say, well, what do you got? What do you got? Because we're two years removed now. I'm not going to wait until we're over a barrel. So we're going to have to make a deal. And that was the hope here that, okay, does the ACC say, all right, look, She's out of here we got to get something for them. They're gone. They're going to do whatever they can to make our lives miserable. They're going to continue to scream from the mountaintop. They're going to explore uh, legal action. They're going to do everything in their power to leave. What, what, What would we consider a reasonable solution here financially?
1: Well, and a couple of moving parts here. I recall an interview you did with Ira after his column. This is a couple months ago in May, and the column says... And I believe uh, you guys chuckled about it because the lead was buried. That yeah. you know, Ira believes that Florida State would go out on its own and take whatever steps necessary because they know in the ACC they're dead already. That that's kind of something that's been in the back of my mind since this news continues or this smoke continues to billow out of the buildings. And you're and you're saying, all right, you guys really are kind of posturing like you're going to do this on your own if you have to, even if Clemson's not coming with you or Miami or whatever. You're willing to forge this fight on your own. Well, okay. The will is there, we know. Mm -hmm. But then the other side of it, this is where I was so damned happy when I learned about Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12 early because it proved that you don't have to come up with the lump sum of cash immediately. We don't have that. We don't have that kind of money. And neither, they do, but they didn't have to spend it up front. It was disbursements against future earnings. So if you're telling me that you can fix this loan over a period of time, then it just comes down to what's the number? And if you base it on the precedent of Texas and Oklahoma of 50 million dollars for one year, that's too expensive for the remainder of this contract. We don't have that kind of money. But if you could get it down somewhere between 0 and 500 to 600 million dollars, perhaps there's an appetite at that point for Florida State. They laughed at 120 million dollars at the board of trustees, meaning for the whole world to see. So, it's more than 120 and it's less than 6. Where are we going? And I think if both sides could come to an agreement of what's the lump sum going to be, that's the pathway here. So, But you've got to motivate the ACC to want to take that lump.
0: There are other aspects of this conversation that I think are worth vetting and a lot of fun to have because it takes you down different roads. Let's do that as well when we come back. But also, obviously, I want to bring it back home for a moment. There's a lot on the plate this year for Florida State football. We're back from Charlotte. We were there last week. Week before that, I was in Ireland. I feel like I've not been in this studio in a while. We have a lot to catch up on directly affecting Florida State this year on the field uh, to get into as well as this is this is it. Guys, we're underway just like that. It kind of snuck up on you and you realize all of a sudden this is the beginning of what should be an awesome season. And, you know, listen, will there be disappointments along the way? Perhaps. Will there be great joy after significant victories? Probably. There will be a lot for us to digest. But we embark on it now. Wednesday's the luncheon, and then they start practice, and it's go time. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hello there, podcasters. Oh, don't worry. I won't prattle on for two minutes like I do with some of the other reads. Zaxby's doesn't demand it of me. <laughs> Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at of course the strips are a given you like the strips we get the strips on game days
1: the platters are Mm lifesavers if you're going to a party pool party say this summer and what do i bring just bring a beer giant thing no and zaxby's worry about the beer you bring the zaxby's you're going to be the hero just Uh make sure you get all the sauces too they've got like 97 sauces and they're all delicious
0: i don't know if you guys know this there are 27 zaxby's in tallahassee alone 27 you can't miss them I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're
1: like so peach trees in Atlanta. They're
0: everywhere. Look around, find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud golden chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash With all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply
1: can, jeff Cameron,
0: show 93.3 real talk radio or tv gonna be with you on a monday busy monday at that not a surprise here. Should be noted, though, that uh, Florida State quarterback Jordan Travis, running back Trey Benson, both on the Maxwell Award watch list. That was announced today. Florida State is the only school in the state of Florida and one of two ACC schools with multiple players on this year's watch list. Just so you know, there it is. Just like that. Stands the reason, given that Jordan Travis enters the 2023 season as a Heisman Trophy candidate. And Benson, obviously, uh, you could say, emerged as a superstar in the making second half of 2022, rushed for just short of 1,000 yards, nine touchdowns, 144 yards on 13 receptions, and uh, also, by the way, 192 yards and a long touchdown on five kickoff returns. And that kickoff return was fun as hell because he was breaking tackles along the way and then getting separation late, and you thought, that's how you start a game, baby. Trey Benson averaged 6.46 yards per rush, which led the ACC and was 13th best in the country. Okay, then. Can't wait to watch Trey Benson, just like I enjoyed watching Trey Benson last year, but yeah, he did. Behind
1: a better offensive line and with more weapons in other places, so he's going to be in more advantageous situations.
0: We talked about, on our return from Charlotte, some of the things that stood out at the ACC kickoff. One, this conference is going broke. I used to get robes and coffee mugs and satin jackets when we went to the ACC kickoff, and now you get a, thanks for being here, here's a pencil. You get this pencil, or would you like this little coolie? this little thing here, it's not quite a koozie, because it's medley, but you could put your drink in it.
1: Actually, yeah, I think I have that in the bag. You got mine? Yeah, well, I didn't get one. I got the umbrella instead. Right. Yeah, but I'll bring in the cup so you can show people the cup. Yeah. Like, would you like the cup or the umbrella? You get a cup and a kick in the ass. I'm
0: telling you to buck up. You're slumming it now, partner. That's what it said right above the uh, the hotel there. But it is a kick in the ass from Jim Grobe. You know? <laughs> ACC legend Jim Grobe's oh, here. Oh, man.
1: Look at that boot.
0: Yeah, so that that's what you had. You, you had a, this doesn't look like it used to now, does it? Feel about it. The wrapping of the elevators and the, you know, the, the, the shiny objects that were all about you at one point when you went to ACC kickoff were dull and faded. Looked so- like they would... Been previously used. One of the yes, I think they were. I think some of they the items left them
1: had been previously used. I might have left them from last year, just left them up. Yeah. Like if you've got three elevators in a row, like listen, I don't care if the elevator is wrapped with a logo. No, just do the one in the middle. Well, that's what they did. Hmm. Used I'm to saying, be all three. I'm saying if you're gonna do any, do all three or do none at all. Because if you just do the one You're like, this kind of looks like, by the way, this oh, one's torn God. a
0: little bit. Yeah. This is like last, I think this is the one and, Yeah. It was. I think it it had the 2022 dates on it. I should have looked closer. (laughs) Like a pencil smear, like when you screwed up on a paper. (laughs) Oh, my goodness gracious. The media luncheon is Wednesday. It'll take place inside the Varsity Club uh, for us there in the media. We are. We'll be there. Look forward to it. It begins at noon. And then the assistant coach availability is there. We will uh, obviously talk to the assistant coaches, and then we'll book it back to this studio because at 1 o'clock, Mike will address the press. Uh, Just talk to Mike. I know what his message is going to be, and we're live at 1, so we'll we'll let you know what he has to say in the second hour is what we'll do. But, um, yeah, this is always fun. They just changed it up a little bit this year. But, once again, I wanted to give tangible evidence that football is upon us. And yes. there
1: it is. It starts Wednesday, baby. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday is the first wave of practice acclamation. Those are in the afternoon. Yeah, those practices suck. They do because it's uh, shorts and a t-shirt, baby. But the first one's always good, just to see it's who's going to be been out there, right? The work, you know, all yeah. that kind of stuff. And, frankly, watching Keon Coleman, Destin Hill, and and some others. Well, that's the exact reason. Goldie Lawrence. Because that stuff can kind of translate the one-on-ones, the seven-on-sevens, those first few days. It's enough to whet the appetite. By Saturday afternoon, I think we'll be tired of it. But then once acclimation is over, they move to morning practices a week from today. A week from today. It's now in the morning. You'll get your news around 1130. For Thursday through Saturday, you'll get your news around 6.30 at night. Love the morning practices.
0: Uh, 25 days until the start of college football. 25 days, ladies and gentlemen. Not mm. till the start of Florida State football, but till the first game is played. It is uh, just 25 days and 23 hours away.
1: You have thing. already experienced your last week without Florida State football practice until December. You have already experienced that week. This is not that week because there is football practice this week.
0: Yeah, and I would also say that um, I think I'm going to give you the exact date here. Bear with me. This is Hall of Fame game time, buddy.
1: Is that like tomorrow? It
0: is not tomorrow. It is Thursday, August the 3rd. This Thursday. This Thursday is the last day in which, or this Wednesday is the last day in which there is not going to be an NFL football game on that week.
1: So, starting mm.
0: Thursday, from there on out, there's an NFL football game to be found.
1: I cannot in wait any to given see week what Baker Mayfield can do with the Evans Bucks. and Godwin and Russell Gage.
0: <laughs> this is a season where if you were inclined to watch certain other teams that your friends root for, yeah. or in your case, your wife, yeah. uh, then you might be tuned in to more of their games than you're accustomed to. Oh,
1: this is Scott Hanson's season. Yeah. This is what it is. <laughs>
0: this is... Uh, yeah, you get to tune in. Like, So, for example, the Hall of Fame game, the Jets and the Browns. Okay, give me the Jets and the Browns. But from there, it's just, which is the game of the week? You got me. Because it won't be
1: the Bucks. We know that. Yeah, the Hall of Fame game is cheeks, but everybody gets excited for the first drive when the starting quarterback just, is on the field to hand it off twice, and then he's done for the night. And then you're like, okay, I've seen it. I've seen it. Well, it's it's, it's- – Really big, strong dudes running 4 440s and yep.
0: pads knocking the hell out of each other. Blowing we out love their knees, that.
1: We love it. Blowing out their knees on a terrible playing surface in the home of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's That's just, right. it's all that matters
0: is football being played. Bad or not. I mean, we, we love that football is being played. I'm going to watch it. It's that season. It's going to be good. All right, let's get back to this. Uh, the other takeaway besides the ACC is broken. We need to get the hell out of here. And we're a broken record on that front. Jordan Travis, uber-confident and really comfortable in his skin. Very comfortable as the guy. Very comfortable as the unquestioned leader of this team. Very comfortable with the expectations that are placed upon him and this offense. No matter where you look, no matter who it is, what outlet that covers this conference, you, you can find glowing projections for Florida State's offense, which is correct which is correct. It's really hard to argue otherwise. They were already a really good offense last year. All they did was add depth and talent to an offense that was already good. So no reason to believe they won't be great, but with that comes an awful lot of pressure for you to deliver. And some folks can't wait to step foot on the practice field with those expectations, can't wait to let it shine, can't wait to showcase, can't wait to have the opportunity to have come to fruition what they've always dreamt of, and that is electrifying offense and a whole bunch of points scored and a good time on Saturdays at Doe Campbell Stadium. And he seems absolutely willing to embrace all of it with a great degree of confidence and humility. It has been perfectly, I think, uh, embraced by Jordan Travis. He's all at once brimming with confidence, And he does not come across as overly arrogant. It is a perfect scenario, I think, for the leader of this football team in the season that I think he's going to have. The question is about the defense. The question then continues to linger as we sit here today about whether or not Darrell Jackson will get his waiver. I suggested last time we talked that I was beginning to get a little uh, concerned that that is not going to go Florida State's way. It doesn't mean Florida State can't be very, very, very good on defense. doesn't mean Florida State can't be uh, appreciably better, as I like to say, on defense. It does mean, though, that you would lose a massive asset to your defensive line and a difference maker when motivated. So hold your breath, I guess. We'll wait and see. It's not finalized at this point. We don't know for certain that it's happened. But I do think that um, there's reason for your concerns. The, the consternation and the wringing of the hands that went on with this fan base dating back three, four weeks ago regarding the issue of the waiver uh, at that time was something that, you know, was comical. It's not comical anymore. Now it's sort of, yeah, I feel you. I got you. I'm there with you. It's looking bleak. I would, I would term it as it's looking bleak. Doesn't mean it won't happen. But it's looking bleak. I think, to some degree, there would be posturing here. Uh, Not unlike the situation with the ACC and Florida State's efforts to get out of the conference. There's a sort of a sense of, we know who you are, and we know what you're about to do, and we're not going to sit here and take it. On both accounts. And on this one, I wonder how far up the flagpole, they'd be willing to run it because at some point I think you'd have to threaten a lawsuit and you'd have to say, you really want to go here? You'd want this public. I mean, I'll tell you one of the things I would do if I were Florida State. If you think that you're about to get ruled against in this situation, whether you think it's, I don't know, Stan Wilcox, whether you think it's the NCAA in general, whether you think the kid screwed up, whatever you think it is, how about an interview with him and his mother? Let's talk a little bit about the situation you find yourself in. Oh, and it'd be everywhere. It'd be on the Jeff Cameron show, it'd be on Wake Up War Chant, it'd be on all the other outlets, it'd be on YouTube. We're you want to play the game, we'll play the game now. I mean, let's go to war. Because we're double middle fingers to the NCAA anyhow at this point, so I'm in. But it will be it'll be fascinating to see if we get to that uh, to that point. Um When do they start publicly stating they have their concerns?
1: Seems like, and um, understandably so now that camp is back, there's a few folks in here that maybe weren't there on Friday (laughs) pointing out in the chat that, how about you help yourself, Daryl? Well, yes, in your initial discussion of these potential doubts that you might have, that was a big talking point. Hey, man, you need not go run to social media every time you're displeased with... A certain
0: situation. 100%. I said this last yeah, week. Yeah, you, you're noting that. Yeah, back to the surface. Yeah, no. Uh, by the way, 100 Proof Football, you're you're right in the chat. I said this last week. I said those exact words. Hey, don't be a dumbass and run onto special, uh, you know, social media and claim that you're willing to leave with your friend if he goes because it makes your claim appear weak. Yes, it does. Doesn't mean it's obsolete. Doesn't mean you can't cite he was emotional. Just noting that uh, if you really, I'm kind of
1: curious to see what do they do? Well, they call the JCSPR firm is what they do. Well, I'm already on it. That, that's just a morsel. I'm already on it. just a morsel of the inside. I just told you what I'd do.
0: I'd already be on this. I'd have already had a call. My call. My phone should be hey, ringing right now. Well, that's wait, a good idea, Jeff Cameron. Wait till they see the binder.
1: Oh, there's a binder. Yeah. But it costs.
0: Now, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, we're Jimmy McGill over here, but I I would certainly... You can
1: now say that with gusto.
0: I would just... You know that sort of presentation might be possible, ma'am. Ma'am, can I get you a seat before we start the interview here, please? Can I? I'm just. That's. It's tough. I understand. I can. Please, Daryl, can you help?
1: Yeah. Let's make sure we're not panned in, and zoomed in too close here, guys. Make sure we get a <laughs> wide <laughs> angle of this. It's Jeff Cameron Show ninety three three Real Talk Radio War Chit TV.
0: All right, so this will be a quick tub talk, Tom. I'll, I'll launch into uh, the celebration of all things Pinch a Penny, where you can go check out the warehouse. 12,000 square feet of tubs. Everywhere you look, there's tubs. They've got over 50 of them in stock right now. If you're ready to relax, they'll show you how, and you can finance this sucker at 0%. For sixty months, if you were serious about buying a hot tub, that's—I mean—that's all you need right there: zero percent interest for sixty months. If we could get that with the ACC deal, Tom, we'd be out of here yesterday. Uh, yes, perhaps they'll offer it. Who knows? Um, you want the pinch of penny on Greer Street off Capital Circle Northeast? Go in there and check them out. Say, man, I hear Cameron talking about these things all the time. Let me look at these tubs. What you got here?
1: You'll see. There's a lot of them. I'll take the essentially free tub, please. It's well done.
0: I'll give you tub talk. Pee Wee Herman is dead. Paul Rubens has passed on at the uh, age of 70. Unfortunately, here you go. 70. I think he was just 70. Wow. How old did you think it was? 61. Yeah. 58. So. Uh, Greg is the lead singer of a band I love called the Afghan Whigs, and he noted this, and because I've never met Paul Rubens, I don't have a personal story, but here's one as we doff the cap on Tub Talk to Pee Wee Herman. Never saw him at the movies? No, <laughs> never did. Although, wasn't that theater in Sarasota or Bradenton? I think
1: it, it was. It was, yeah. In the greater Tampa area. It
0: was uh, down along that way. Shocker. Hmm. Greg wrote, I met Paul Rubens 23 years ago when he was shooting with my friend Ted Demi on the film Blow. I forgot he was in Blow. He was in Blow, in Blow yep. Good movie. Mischievous and cool, he was charming, super intelligent, and infinitely kind. After Ted's passing, he took up the mantle of Big Brother, and besides checking in on me from time to time, he annually bombed my text with a gif in meme, Assault on My Birthday. Every other major holiday, for that matter. And it would start in the morning, continue all day long with a flurry, not unlike fireworks at the end. And he did it each and every year. He had the biggest heart. He loved to make people laugh. I'll miss him terribly. Yeah, what a salute. What a salute to Pee Wee Herman. Paul Rubens, 20, uh, 23 years ago,
1: he and my man Greg Dully became friends. That is. was uh, one of the cornerstone non-animated films of my youth was Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Love it. I think that helped cultivate my absurd humor because that's an absurd movie start to finish. Which you know I embrace completely. Francis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't know he had cancer. He did. You're right, Life Spectator. He kept it uh, private, um, just like Norm MacDonald, which was also shocking and sad. Uh, all right, so let's get back to uh, Florida State here for the moment. That was Tub Talk, thanks to our friends at Pinch Penny. I went from seriously dubious of the idea that anything real was going to be talked about on Wednesday in the next Board of Trustees meeting. Oh, yeah, 3 o'clock Wednesday, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I went from nothing's going to happen. Nothing. I mean, who are we kidding? Nothing's going to happen here to, I don't know, man, maybe something's going to happen. I like that you've gone from no way to I don't know, man. That That's a big step. That's a big step. I went – I went from, come on, man, I've heard this before. They've got nothing. They're not going to say anything. This is grandstanding. They're just rattling their sabers. It's not going to happen. Well, I'm not so sure now. I'm not telling you it will. But I think it's interesting. I know Ira's going to talk with Peter Collins on Tuesday night on Warchan TV. Is that at 6 o'clock, Tom?
1: Tentatively, yes, 6 p.m.
0: Tentatively, a conversation between Peter Collins and Ira Chapel and Tom will serve as a driver to some extent there on
1: Warchant TV. Be interactive as well. I wonder what the questions will be.
0: Ah. If you're Peter Collins, you don't go and sit down with Ira on Warchant TV as big a network as this is now and uh, you know, just chit-chat. So how you been? I mean, like that's not how this is going to go. There's, uh, he he wants this to be interactive. Uh, every single fan in this collective fan base desperately wants to know Florida State's future in this
1: Walking Dead conference. You don't think there's going to be questions about appropriations for the union expansion, perhaps? <laughs> Chair Collins, I'm glad we have this forum because as it relates to Oglesby Union's expansion, yeah, I don't and the think so. mm-hmm. I really, I've got some concerns.
0: So I'm I'm just it's fascinating because you you wouldn't agree to that interview and you wouldn't see these stories again I don't I don't know what is true and what isn't true of the various outlets that have Florida State arguing that they were defrauded by the acc i I, I don't know what's real and what's not i know this seems to be in flux sure and i think that uh, a lot of people would argue that uh, most of this is probably erroneous but i also think a lot of it was leaked now florida state can't say yeah we did they're not going to and they would deny it
1: but it seems very much to be in that realm right of possibility well putting on the pr firm hat there's a lot of that these days and this is this would be the contract of a lifetime is navigating this particular issue wouldn't you put out feelers and smoke even if there wasn't substance behind it i'm not saying that fsu if they were to leak is being disingenuous but wouldn't you want chaos to ensue yes yes and so therefore if you're going to put out information or perhaps whisper something or oops i shouldn't have said that whatever it is to key players that might be able to echo and amplify that message. It's hard to know whether that's going to be full of substance or if it's a bluff. So that's the hard part. Nobody trusts anybody right now. Nobody trusts anybody until you see in a public forum, like on Wednesday afternoon, in which the board of trustees goes on record and says X, Y, and Z about AACC or takes votes or whatever, until that point, it's bluster. And it's hard to know if it is a tactic or if it's bluster that actually has a bite behind
0: it. Well, and also, I, I think, Tom, it, there's it, probably no harm in deciding to assume the role of bad guy or villain here. And, you know, I said it before, somebody's got to leave first. Okay? Clemson feels this way. Six other teams feel this way. We know there are a lot of people that feel like this conference is on fire. You know, there's People are looking for the exits. Okay? Everybody is concerned about what's going to happen with their financial future as long as they stay under the umbrella of the ACC. Florida State seems to be the loudest and most obnoxious, and I mean that as a compliment, of that group. They were the first to signal, hey, 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 no, no, this ain't gonna get it done around here. I mean, we were the first to do it.
1: And that was a headline because they chose that forum.
0: Yes. That was very direct. And they knew what that would do. They knew what the repercussions were. They knew the dominoes that would fall. They knew the kind of pushback and conversations that that would kickstart. They knew all of those things. And I think they know this right now. I think this is engineered by Florida State. And I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. And they would probably say to me, that's to Jeff. Well, that's just you being an afternoon talk show host. That's absurd. We're, we're, we didn't do any such thing. Man, go look at some of the specifics that seem to be out there on numbers and angles that you could argue. I mean, it's it's These are these are approaches of a group that has fully vetted. There uh, there many opportunities here to make a statement about right.
1: how it's possible they could leave. Right, and that's where you say to what end. And I understand that maybe the casual fan would say, "Well, to leave." Well, yes, yes. Mm. But if you wanted to leave, you could just do it directly. So to what end? Okay, so you and I talked
0: about this. I think that who they're really messaging is to the Big 12. Not that they want to go to the Big 12. They need the other schools, NC State and Louisville and Virginia Tech and others to get in the fray of the Big 12 to be part of to get to, to be part of this shaking up of a dying ACC. Right,
1: to help get the votes to just
0: they, they need to be made to feel this is all happening. This is crumbling all around us. Didn't you just hear Florida State is leaving? And by the way, Florida State and Clemson are best friends. So we know if they're leaving, they're leaving too.
1: Like totally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what it is right yeah. now. It's telephone gossip. But that's what – yes, and you can create that with these kinds of rumors. And I don't – yes, I would think – now, look, are they going to declare a breakaway from the ACC? So what? You could always change your mind. So you could say, yeah, we, we intend to
1: leave. Right, yeah.
0: We did on that day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's to draw out the SEC and the four-letter to help facilitate moving parts. But, Either way, but that's it's the same cheaper thing. for you. Yeah, yes. it's the same yeah. thing. Trying and, and, to reduce the number.
0: But you also want those other schools who are watching the ACC kind of begin to shake here, like there's there's cracks in the building, and you're like, oh, I don't think it's good here, man. And now you want them to say, all right, look, I, I've seen enough. Guys, we need to be engineering our own exit out of here. Let's get that critical mass going. Hour two forthcoming. Stay with.